Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Amen. 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 I know. Heaven and earth. Let's come back. So I should get some word in. I'll do my best to get some word in. You guys can go. You can stay, but you guys can go. Thank you. Thank you. Your worship is accepted. Your praise is accepted. God bless you. All right. So today, um, happy new month. Happy new month. It's the last month in the year 2021. I did not even think that 2021 was going to come. I was thinking Jesus was going to come in 2020 so that I can go and leave this mess up, messed up place. But we're still here. So there's still work to be done. I mean, you month. All right, all right, okay. Who knows? I know Dara did not get into it. Maybe he did, but who knows the topic of last week? He mentioned it though. Beautiful. When we agree, so that means the person sitting next to you is your prayer partner. The person behind you is your prayer partner. The person to the other side is your sister or brother in Christ. So today we're gonna to be. I'm gonna briefly be talking on the state of your heart. Bring out your books. I will try to give you something to write. I will try. If not, take it in as much as you can. Take it in. We're going to talk about the state of your heart. The state of your heart. Who knows that we, have, we all have hearts? Oh, no one has hearts here? You're all working with? Okay. <laughs> all right. So as we have physical hearts, we got spiritual hearts. So today, because I refuse to listen to my mom, I go to medical school, I don't know about the physical heart, but I know about the spiritual heart. So we'll talk about the spiritual heart. Um, one of the very first or greatest test for any believer is your heart. It's the state of your heart. That is one of the first things, one of the greatest things that God is going to test in order to trust you. God loves everyone, but he doesn't trust everyone. So it's the state of your heart that determines the level of trust that God is going to have for you. The things he's going to entrust with you. The state of your heart. The heart is the door to your soul. Um, we all know that as we are divided into three, the soul, the spirit, and the body. But the heart is a part, I say I always put a part of, but it's basically the door to your soul. So meaning that whatever it is that the Lord is telling you through your spirit goes into your heart that gives you understanding and it goes to your soul. Makes no sense? We'll get there. The heart is basically the interface for your soul. So meaning whatever it's in your heart is what translates whatever your soul is going to get. So whatever is, if probably, I don't want to use pornography because that's so common. But <laughs> if movies are in your heart, um, all the movies possible, you know it. Like I know friends. Um, and the Lord sends you a word through your spirit to get to your heart. And then, but my heart is thinking so very different from what the Lord is speaking. So what your soul gets, which is your personality, which is who you are. What my soul will get will not be what God is saying. 
That is what the heart does. And so I have a picture, and I'm going to borrow the medical person, because I don't want to say that the blood is going through something else. So please, can I have a picture? And can I have clear face? Thank you. I just do want to say that the blood is going through this one, coming out of the next one. It might not be true. Um, I can give you my mic. Okay, cool. So this is the heart. It's a muscle, right? So how many know what the heart does? It goes lub dub, right? Cool. Lub dub, lub dub, lub dub. You get it. Okay. So the things at the top, atrium, bottom ventricles, this is what squeezes and pumps blood. So when you hear that first boom, it's this guy closing and blood is flowing in here. Now what happens when these guys squeeze? A part of it goes into the lungs to be oxygenated. Another part goes to the rest of the body to give the nutrients. Essentially, that's what the heartbeat does. So every time it beats, you're getting blood to your lungs and to your body at the same time. Okay. Um, um, uh, wait now, wait first. I'm confused. Wait, I'm confused. Uh, doctor, please, what does this guy do? Okay, so what does it do, basically? What goes through it? Which one? Thank you. All right, so it just says the oxygenated blood goes through here. And it goes to where? The body, okay. So basically, this is the word of God. So whatever comes from, I'm believing it comes from somewhere here, and goes through here, and goes to the rest of the body. So whatever you have here decides on what gets into the body, Right? Right? Okay, so where does what where comes from the lungs? Lungs to the these guys to the lungs. Okay, so the spirit of God is speaking to you through this, and it's going to what the future, which is the word of God. Does that make sense? No, no, wait. It needs to make sense because not everybody's clapping. It needs to make sense. We have the lungs, which is the word of God. The Bible says that I have the word of God eating inside of me that I may not do what? Beautiful. So, we got the lungs, which should be the word of God. Not the movies. Not the um, club. Essence. Whiskey. Okay, I'm just checking. Alright, so, that should be the word of God. It's hidden. Said so the word of God will I eat, of I eating in my heart. So it's eating that the blood is sent to it to get the right oxygen. So whatever it gives the heart is what comes into the body. So if you have the word of God eating there, and you feel like a message, oh, I feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to me, it first of all goes to check and confirms that it's in the word of God. That's what goes to the body, gets into your soul, and that's what you act out. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? That's the best. I could understand this because I just know that my life, that's enough. The Bible says that's enough of this. I'm, I'm believing this did the, the justice to this. So should I get another doctor? There's another one right there. Okay, just checking. All right, so the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is ear, meaning the heart thinks, meaning that the, the mind is in the heart. Like I said, it's not the physical heart we're talking about. You can take the picture away before they start to look. I get confused. So that means that part of your mind is in your heart. 
I said I'm talking about the spiritual heart today, not the physical heart. Oh my God, time's gone. All right, I'm just going to go straight into it. The mind, like I said, is working with all the faculties of your heart. Like the way it works when the message from the spirit comes through you, there is an understanding through your soul and all of that, all of that. Now, get, let's get into, let's get deep into this. The heart is the important part of your relationship with God. Your heart is the basis. Um, your heart is what you're bringing to the table. God is bringing all of his, what God can bring. And you're bringing your heart. So that's why it says your heart is an important factor in your relationship with God. When last did you do an, the heart, a heart check? When last did you check what is actually in your heart? Bible says in Proverbs, it says six things does God eat, seven despises. One of which is a heart that devises wicked plans. If, if we have a, a, a thermometer for the heart to measure the hearts around, you'll be surprised what is in your heart. It's easier for us to pray for those many things. God, I want this. God, I want that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure 100% of us have not received everything we ask for. That's because God is saying your heart is not ready for where I'm taking you to. Your heart is not ready. You know, God is trying to work on you right now. So when you get there, you don't lose whom he has destined you to be. Not who you are. Because who you are is not really who you are destined to be. So there's another level and then there's another level and then there's another level. Well, you see that heart that you have in level one? It's what you're going to use in level six. So if level one's heart is not checked, worked on, purged, probably not even going to get to level six. You know, I learned something this morning that a great name doesn't mean a great person. A great name is God's mercy. But when you meet the person behind the great name, you realize that the great name was supposed to be for somebody else. I say this to say, when the Lord gives you through mercy a great name, he believes that the time before you get to that great name, you are working with him. Many celebrities we see online, when we meet them in person, you're like, he has a stanking attitude. When he gives you a great name, he's saying, you're gonna, you need two years to get that name. In those two years, let's do this together. Most of the time, people believe, you think that God hates you when he exposes your heart. But that is him showing you so much mercy and love because he's saying there is lust in your heart. But you don't know because it's still a seed. But there's a way you can kill a seed, but it's harder to kill a tree. It's harder to kill a tree. One of, one of your most important prayers should be, Father, what is in my heart that I do not know about? Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Thank you. Bible says the heart is deceitfully above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Above all things, meaning there are other things. But above all things, the heart is wicked. But then the Bible says in verse 10, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. He tests the heart. That's why I say go back to the person that can test the heart. 
We're going to quickly read a story from John 12. John 12. I'm trying to let us understand what this heart that I'm talking about is. Then we'll know how to fix the heart, I guess. Become a cardiologist. All right. John 12, please let us open our Bible because it's a story. So I want you to be able to put marks, underline, whatever you need to do to remember these words. John 12, verse 1. We are there. Beautiful. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Verse 2. There they made him a supper, and Matthew said, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Verse 3. Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil, a sparking nerd, anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her, uh, with her hair. And the house was filled with fragrance of the oil, verse 4. I'm going somewhere. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him. Please put that, put a mark over it. Who would betray him? See, we'll stop there and we'll continue, but leave it up. Who would betray him? If the Bible already calls someone a thief from like zero, two weeks, they're already a thief. The Bible already specified the personality of who Judas Iscariot was to understand why he's saying what he's saying. It, for example, if someone says, oh, this the wicked man asked, you can already know that whatever he's going to see after that will be stemmed from. Beautiful. Verse 5. Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He had the poor, you think, oh, wow, that was a good man. He's very caring. You know, one of your best staff is saying, let's sell all of this and give it to the poor. But verse 6, then he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and he had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. You know, what shocked me, if we go back to when they were picking the disciples, was the Bible said from the beginning, that Judas Iscariot was going to betray Jesus. But Jesus still left him. That means that you think Jesus does not see what you are doing. You think God is not seeing what you are doing. He's just allowing you, hoping that you change your mind. From John 2 or 3, when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he had specified that Judas Iscariot was going to betray him. Jesus already knew whom he was, who was going to betray him. But he allowed him. Hoping that one day, will come back to his senses. You see wicked people with term wicked and you're wondering why are they still alive? Why are you still alive? The Bible specified that this man did not care about the poor. He had his ulterior motives. I want to get this money. I'm the treasurer. I'm the best staff. Everyone love me so I can get it without anyone knowing. I'm the best student. I'm the best child. They will never suspect me. The state of your heart. The state of your heart. What is your heart saying? One of the things that we're so scared of knowing, whether we, whether we know it or not, is the state of our heart. A lot of people are about to have a heart attack. What God is trying to speak to us today for everything that we've talked about in this year, we remember all the many series. 
Anyone remembers the series we've spoken about today? Series, 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 topics. We had mind games. Wow. Okay, parables. Discipleship, disciples. Shifting the now, beautiful. That's okay, say so enough. We know you came to church. All of those things, as good as they are, will come to nothing. The state of your heart is not right. You cannot be called a disciple if the state of your heart is not right. Study the actions of the apostle, acts of the apostle. Study the life of Paul. Toward the end of the of, of acts of apostle, the Lord sent Paul to Jerusalem. But the Lord already told him that this was going to happen in Jerusalem. And then he told the people, I'm leaving for Jerusalem. He told them what's going to happen. They're like, no, don't go. You know, blah, blah, blah. But you see, from in Jerusalem, he got arrested. And then from there, he went to this place. And from there, he went to Rome. And he just tied up for years. But what Paul did not know was that God was taking him to a place where he's going to write the rest of the book. There he wrote the Romans. He wrote letters and letters and letters and letters. But Paul's heart was right. Paul's heart was right with God. We cannot 100% know what our heart is saying, but you have a good percentage that you have access to. What you feed your heart is who you are. The Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it, what are the what issues? What are issues? You can say issues are um, the things, the important things, the priority, the things you have at stake, the things that, the things who you are, the things of your personality, the things of your destiny. All of that comes from your heart. But you see, some of us are we've guarded our heart, but we're not guarding the right things. The issues that we are guarding are not the right, the right things we should guard. They are the things that we should let go of. Guard your heart with all diligence. But what are you guarding in your heart? Is it those idols that you're guarding in your heart? We all know the story of Anna and Penina. So two people who Penina had kids, Anna did not have kids. And every year, Penina will mock Anna. You don't have kids, I have this. And every time Anna will go to God, Anna will say, Father, I need a child. Why did Anna need a child to show Penina that she wasn't barren? That was what her heart was saying. Until the day Anna said, I have what you need, God. I have a womb for the next prophet. And then God said, now you're talking. How many Annas or Penina do we have here? Why do you want that job? Why do you want that school? Why do you want to be anointed? Why do you want that relationship? Why do you want the marriage? Why do you want the children? Are you trying to show people that you can get there? Or are you a vessel for God to use? Until it profits God, you will never have it. Until it profits God, you will never get it. How many honors do we have in the house? Or how many peniners do we have in the house? Before or after? Heart check. First Samuel 16, we all know the story that Samuel was trying to get another king for Israel. 
and he was going into the, the Lord sent him to a couple of people and he was seeing the big ones. He said, oh, that should be him. Oh, that should be him. That should be him. And God told him, he said, man sees flesh, man sees statue, but the Lord sees the heart. And David who has been doing his work diligently, slaving up, doing what he should do, was chosen. Don't worry if no one can see you yet. God sees you. God's reward is better than any man can give you. You think you're doing the job, but someone else is taking the credit. Don't worry. The God that rewards those that diligently seek him will see you. But your heart has to be right with God. Some of us, when we come to God and we pray, we start by saying, Father, did you see what she did to me? Father, did you see what she did to me? You shouldn't have said that, blah, blah, blah. And you know you should have let it go. You let it go, but you did not really let it go. Then you go into next, Father, it's just on the thank you. Lord, ask for mercy, forgive me. And then, Father, I need a car, I need a house, I need a shoe. But God is like, go back. Go back, go back, go back. You cannot regard iniquity in your heart. Treasure your heart like you treasure your life. Probably even more important than your life. A few weeks ago, Dara said, said a weird statement, but he asked me a question that resonated with me later. He said, why do animals not go to heaven or hell or whatnot? And I said, because they, have a, they don't have a soul. We have a soul. And a lot brought back to me. I remember it's what you feed your heart that goes into your soul. So that means your soul is basically what is rapturable. Your soul is what, they are, what is being tested. Your soul is what is being judged. Treasure your heart. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful how, how, how long you get angry. Be careful. Bible says that the night, the, the sun should not set on your anger. Meaning it shouldn't be so long. I understand we want to be human. I understand we are human. But he are God. But we are different. God will let you be human but not for so long. Jesus had his weak times when he came and said, Father, this cup, please let it pass over. But then he immediately, the Bible says, and he said, not my will, but let your will be done. Jesus did not come to negate flesh. He didn't come to negate that we are human. But he came to let us understand that we can walk as gods on earth. We can walk as spirit that we are if our heart is right with God. Every time we come up to this stage and we worship, God is not listening to the sound. He's listening to our heart. Everything I, we do here for everyone on the work team, they come and they share the word. God is not looking at the things that come out of our mouth but what our heart is saying. I'm not standing here saying that I'm all perfect or I've got it all covered. I have times when I say, God, I shouldn't be thinking like this. But I know when things are creeping into my heart and I come back and I say, Father, please, I don't not want this in my heart. They are going to come, but you need to do a constant heart check. 
a constant heart check. I was going to give this example. I guess I'm still going to give it. I feel at a time ago, some time ago, I was in a very in a good relationship. Should work out everything all nice, everything all good, and one day it just ended. And for months I cried and I said, God, what is this? Well, God that we saved refused to answer me for a very month, two months, nothing. And then I went back to my notes one day and I put, why do I want to get married? And I looked at my why. And I went back. I said, Father, I'm sorry. Why do I want to get married? It's like putting it one after the other, different times. For your kingdom. For your kingdom. For your kingdom. And at that day, I, was, I, I broke free from the pressure of marriage. Because my why changed. When your why changed, you're not frustrated. Because you know your why is God. And he's going to do it when he wants to do it. Whichever way he wants to do it. Whatever way he wants to do it. Go and check why you're asking for that thing that you're asking for. Why do you need it? Are you trying to prove a point? I'm, you're, you're asking God, Father, every time I come up here, I want to pray, let everyone fall. Why? Why do you want someone to hit their head on the floor? Why? Why? You know, one thing about us Christians is that, I said Christians in capital letter, is that we have access to the one that can purge our hearts. Bible says David was a man after God's heart because he knew how to get God. Every time, Father, look at my heart, check it, clean it, every time. Every time. But if you do not have access to the one that can purge your heart, in trouble because now you're controlled by the external factors that get into your heart I say this to say if you know you are here and you've not given your life to God to Jesus whom says that I can purge your heart I can clean your heart I can redirect your heart I can make your heart new and look like it's what it should if you don't you don't you would not have that God as your father or you know your heart is not right. You know you have those thoughts that you should not have. Please come out. This is not a show of who is Christian the most. I get I do heart checks too. I do heart checks too. If you know that your heart is not right with God, your why has been wrong for so long you're beginning to live in that wrong or you've never known God you've heard about him, about him through the preaching, through the worship but you've, you do not have a personal relationship with him, please come out I'm going to count to ten this is where the decision is made this is where you choose God or the world. Bible says you cannot have two masters. It's either you have one 
and you hate the other or you love one and despise the other. You can't say, Father, I want to stay in the world just a little bit. I'm coming. The next hour is not determined. We are all hearing the deaths that are happening about people that shouldn't happen to. One. What is your heart saying? Father, I know my heart is not right. I have the hatred for my, my siblings because my parents choose him over me. Two. Father, I'm always angry. I'm always angry. I don't know why. I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at, my, at, at everyone that comes close to me. No one can stay in my life because I'm always angry. Two. Father, I'm doing a heart check. This is what determines if you're rapturable or not. I know you see she's come with rapture. It's going to happen. Three. It's going to happen whether we want to or not. Whether we think or not. Whether we give our life to Christ or not. But God is giving you an opportunity to be called his own. Four. He's giving you an opportunity to be called his own. He will say, this is my child, this is my daughter, touch not. Job said that though you slay me, yet will I serve you. Five. You're not doing this for any man. You're doing this to mark a register in heaven. It says, if you publicly be proud of me in front of my father, I will speak highly of you. Six. You're doing a heart check. How nasty is your heart? How nasty is your heart? Seven. Make the decision today to be called God's child. To be called his favorite child. Eight. If you're talking to yourself or you're, you, you feel a nudge in your spirit, but you're saying, but I gave my life to Christ last week. Get my life to Christ next two weeks ago. But you're still feeling a nudge in your spirit. It means that you have not aligned your life with him. This is the time. Nine. This is the time. This is the time. You are coming to the one that can cleanse your heart. You're coming to the one that has the only access to your heart. Is it that him or the devil? 
Let's open to stretch with our hands and pray for hard as in front. We're praying for two things for her. One, we're praying that the Lord will purge our heart and redirect our heart to the right why. And second, we're praying that the Lord will write our name in the book of life. We're asking that the Lord will write our name in the book of life. please say after me Lord Jesus come into my heart help me to know you better as I accept you today take over my heart and dwell in me forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be I love you Lord and I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus' name. So before I, before I step down, I want us to quickly pray one prayer. And I want us to do a heart check. And ask that the Lord will expose whatever it is that is in your heart that will be a detriment to you. That should not be there. Whatever seed that has already been sown into your heart that you don't even know about. Ask that the Lord will expose it today. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.